Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina. One of the things you hear me preach a lot is the power of pitching your business to media outlets in order to create buzz and increase your visibility. That's essentially what PR is after all, and that's what I do. So I obviously think it's important. I think it's so, so important to businesses and to the growth of business. It's how you expand your reach and get in front of more of the people who are going to buy your product or become client or whatever it is that you're looking for. I mean, I even have a course all about this because I feel so strongly that it's something everyone should be doing for their business, but we can talk about that later. (laughs) But I know that the whole pitching thing can sound easier said than done. And I know part of that is even just finding the time to do it. After all, it can be time-consuming to make the pitches. And then when most of them don't result necessarily in the responses you were hoping for, or you never hear back from people after you put in all that work and effort, it can get pretty discouraging. I totally get that. I probably get that more than anyone else because it's literally what I do all day long (laughs) for my business. But one thing that people don't think about as much is just starting small, starting with something small like podcasts. And that's not to say podcasts are small, but there are a lot of opportunities these days with podcasts because there are so many of them. So it's possible to start small. There are always people looking for guests for podcasts, whereas with larger media outlets, they're not necessarily so much looking for content as much or in the same ways because they just have either so much content already that they're planning to put out or you know, they have a lot more competition because a lot of people are pitching them all at once. But, you know, these days it seems like everyone and their mother has a podcast. So while that can seem a little overwhelming when you're first starting to look into it, it can also totally work in your favor. And that is why it can be one of the great places to start. Podcasts can be a great gateway for PR, you could say, because they can be relatively easy to pitch and relatively easy to get an actual guest spot on. And it can be a low pressure way to get some awareness to your brand, you know, just talking about yourself and what you have to offer. Getting to actually speak to people is one of the best ways to get them to feel a connection with you. Often much more so than if they're just reading an article about you in print. Like if you got something in a magazine or a newspaper about your business or even like, you know, on a website, hearing your actual voice, hearing your inflections and the way you speak, the ways in which you speak and get your message across, the ways you say things, the ways like literally the way your voice sounds can really encourage people to feel like they get to know you. Like after just one 30 minute episode, sometimes people will feel like they like know you a lot more than if they just read an article. And I bet, I mean, if you guys obviously you listen to podcasts because you're listening to this right now. So you probably know exactly what I mean. I mean, I feel it sometimes I'll put on a podcast that sounds, you know, a brand new one that I don't normally listen to. And I'm like, this sounds like it's going to be great. And sometimes I just totally forget about it afterwards. Like the, the hosts didn't speak to me in a way, you know what I mean? Like I just didn't feel like I totally connected with them. And then sometimes I'll put one on a brand new podcast and I just, I just love the sound of their voice, or I love the way that they talk to me or like whatever it is, there are just certain things that can 
make me be like, oh yeah, I definitely want to hear this again. Sometimes there's, you know, somebody I'll hear for the first time or sometimes a guest either, you know, this could be for an actual podcast and the host or the person who's doing the show or for a specific guest. Sometimes a podcast I listen to all the time will have a guest on. And this one certain guest, I'm like, wow, I need to look them up online. I want to follow them on Instagram. I want to see more about them. You know what I mean? So if you can imagine how that works for you, you can obviously see how it's the same thing for other people. So you can get that a lot more and a lot faster with podcasts than with a lot of other opportunities um, that you might be pitching yourself for. So that really quick opportunity for people to get to feel like they get to know you and hear what you're really saying and and fall in love with you, so to speak, is a really great thing about podcasts. Also, they usually include your contact info and have show notes with links to, you know, your websites or your your website or your materials. So if and when someone does have that feeling and they're intrigued by what you've said and, you know, by you, they can immediately follow up by finding out more about you. It's really easy kind of to find someone after they've been on a podcast. Also, the thing about podcasts is while often being a smaller reach than a larger traditional publication, like a newspaper or magazine or whatever, they're often super niched and targeted. So the types of people listening are really specific to the podcast. So even if only 300 people listen regularly, even if 50 people only listen regularly, they may all 50 or all 300 be your perfect audience. And a much higher proportion of them will take action on what you're talking about. A much higher proportion of them are going to look you up afterwards, are going to want to you know, join your communities, you know, they'll find you and then set them for your email list or whatever it is, and then be people that you can continue speaking to, so to speak. And those will be a much higher proportion of them than if you were reaching 25,000 people, but they're not, it's not as targeted. So it's just obvious math there. And of course, not everyone listens to podcasts. So you might be like, well, you know, podcasts might not be a great way for my business to to increase visibility. And that could well be true. That can be more applicable to people who do have a location specific business. You might be like, you know, people listen to podcasts from all over the world, but I'm not going to be reaching the people who are like down the street from me. But honestly, I think most of the people who listen to this podcast fall into the camp where your business would be relevant for podcasts in terms of your target audience and your offerings. And there are location-specific podcasts too. So don't let that deter you necessarily. It's not like depending on where you are, you won't be able to find something that really does kind of focus on, you know, local businesses or something, you know, specific to your topic that's local. Or if you have a brick and mortar and you think there's no reason to be on a podcast that reaches people around the country, consider for a second that think about how even if these listeners are not going to all become clients or customers... How does it set you up as, you know, for sounding like an expert in your field, sharing knowledge about the types of things you do, the types of things you care about, and the types of things you want people to be thinking about? And then that's all things you can share that locally as well, using the audio from the podcast. You know, you can put that on your website or send it out to your email list, things like that ways you can use it afterwards so that your local customers do hear it too. And see that you actually have national attention and really know your stuff. And that can be really helpful too. So yeah, I've been thinking about podcasts as a great place to start for your PR and visibility. It's not just the show itself. Think about how great it is to have an audio file that you can link to on your website, as I just said, or, you know, the clout you will have from showing that you've been featured on all these shows. And 
the relative ease with which you can get on one. That's honestly just the number one reason for why I think you should start there. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's, there's no reason not to try to pitch yourself to some of these shows. And it's something people say all the time. People say, oh, you know, I know I should try to get on a podcast or I'd really like to get on a podcast, but I just never, you know, I keep never finding the time to pitch myself because it is, it's a time thing. But that's why I want to challenge everyone listening to this episode right now who has ever thought about it. You know, if you've ever thought I really should try to get on a podcast or I really want to pitch myself to a podcast, or if you're now thinking that based on everything else I just said, then the challenge is to just do it this week. Let's all pitch ourselves to at least three podcasts this week and see if we get on one. You'll find that once you try a few times, it will feel easier and less scary or just less like a lot of work. You know, when you kind of like see something that you've never done before looming ahead of you and you're like, oh, that's so much work. That just feels like something I can't do right now. But once you've done it once, it's going to feel so easy. Like you've just done it. So it's not going to feel that scary. So let's just do it. And, you know, once you do these three that you do this week, next week or whenever else, you'll probably feel like it'll be easy to just shoot off a couple of other pitches whenever it comes up. So you'll be able to do more and more. So how do we do it? What are we going to do? Number one, first of all, go through and do your research. It may not necessarily be that you want to be reaching out to the podcast that you currently usually listen to. You know, you might listen to really big podcasts or, I mean, obviously you might listen to ones that are just not applicable for your business. You might enjoy listening to things that are, even if they are like business related or something related to what your thing is, but it's, it's actually not reaching your target audience. So think about that. You might really enjoy listening to podcasts that target other business owners, like podcasts that have to do with business, like maybe this one, but maybe your audience is not other business owners. So being on a podcast like this wouldn't necessarily be the one you want to be on. Again, I think that even being on something that's not necessarily targeting your audience can still be good. Cause again, you can still share your expertise, share your experience, share your story, get, you know, that audio that you can then use however you want later. But if you're trying to use this primarily as a you know, a visibility tactic for getting your business in front of potential customers or clients, then you do want to think about where they are listening, what they're listening to. So think about what's maybe realistic and not to dash any dreams. I think everybody should shoot for the big guys, shoot for the ones that you really would love to be on. But I think you should also consider starting smaller if you've never been on a podcast before. So listen to some similar shows you know, to maybe the ones that you do love or the ones that you thought you'd want to pitch for and, you know, but aren't quite as popular as the main ones that you hear about all the time, you know, that maybe less people would be be pitching to. You can easily find them by Googling stuff, but you can also find them in your podcast player app. Like when you're on a podcast and then you can at the bottom, it shows you ones that are similar to this. So sometimes you can either find ones that are already similar to the ones you're you already listen to, or you can put in like one keyword and then find one and then see which ones are similar to that one. And then click on that and see which ones are similar to that one. And you can go through such a, go down a bit of a rabbit hole, but um, that's a great place to try to find ones that maybe you didn't already listen to or not familiar with and just write them all down and keep them in mind. When you've found ones that you think are probably applicable, listen to a few episodes. 
see what the topics are, see the way they talk about stuff, what the interview style is, make sure that they do interviews because you don't want to pitch yourself to a podcast just based on the title and description and then realize it's honestly just a solo show and they never have interviews. That would just be a waste of your time. Um, and make sure that your topic is not the same as like something that's just been done or, you know, unless they do like the same thing all the time for whatever reason, like if it's like a marketing specific podcast, but even then they're going to have specific topics within that. So you'll want to have a little bit of a different niche view on whatever the topic is. So you don't want to pitch something that you have seen they've just done because they're just not going to want to cover the same thing again. So check out also the website and if they have social media pages for the show, you can get a good sense of the following, the types of, you know, community, who's interacting with it, who's paying attention to it, what kind of stuff they do. You can see a lot there. So get to know the show as much as you can. And then, yeah, figure out which ones you want to go for. And we're just talking a few here. Obviously, if you've made a whole list, keep that list, you know, and keep keep doing more research into it and keep listening to the shows and you can pitch those ones too. But but yeah, once you have your list, the next step is to find out if they accept pitches for the show. You can tell usually by checking out the website or the social media. You can usually tell, see if they have a link, see if they have a website, I mean, an email address or whatever else. If there's no real way to contact them, then they probably aren't looking for submissions. Although if you know that they do do interviews all the time, then that's not necessarily a reason to give up. You know, they, they must be getting interviews from somewhere, so it may be worth looking into more. But often they'll have some kind of contact info somewhere that you can easily find. And often they will have a form right on the website where you can enter in your info and it may be specific questions. And it's like here, you know, submit yourself to the show. And it's an actual form for doing that. And then that would be, that's a little bit different. That's, you know, rather than a whole pitch email that you'd have to write from scratch, you can submit whatever it is that they're asking for, questions and answers and info about yourself and your probability yourself, your business, and what you're going to be talking about, what you would want to talk about. And that can be great. That can be easier in some ways because you can see exactly what it is that they want to know about you. And you know, you're sharing the details that they want and you're sharing exactly what they need to know. But that also, I mean, that can also mean that it's easier and they might get a ton of submissions because a lot of people don't want to bother writing a whole email. And if they see the submission form, they'll fill it out. And maybe ones that don't have a form have actually less pitches to them. So you never quite know. I mean, you might be able to get a sense depending on, you know, all the materials, what the website looks like, how many episodes they've had. Obviously a newer podcast usually has less, you know, is usually getting less pitches because it's less well-known. So people don't necessarily even know to be trying to get on it yet and things like that. But yeah, so I mean, I think doing a kind of a mixture is good. I wouldn't only submit to ones through a form, but that can be an easy way to start. But that also brings us to step three, because step three is basically making the pitch. So fill out the form if it's a form as best as you can in detail and getting your personality across the best you can. That can be a little trickier sometimes if it is like a form and it just has specific, you know, entries for specific things. And maybe there's not a lot of detail, but there's always somewhere you can try to get some in there. Don't try to skimp and be like, oh, it's just a form. I can just, you know, don't do like one word answers 
because it just seems easy, you know, because it's like, what's your business? What do you do? And you just like put in one quick sentence because it feels like you're just supposed to fill it out. Don't fill something out just to fill something out. You know what I mean? Especially if you're a business that's similar to a lot of other people's businesses who may be pitching the same show, you need to differentiate yourself and what you would be able to share. I personally, for this show, have a form and just to make it easy for people to submit. And by far, the number one type of business owner who submits are coaches. I get so many coach submissions. And you may have noticed I've never had a coach on the show so far. Not that I'm saying I never will or I'm not I'm not against it. Um, it just hasn't happened yet that I've had one on. But I try to spread out the types of guests I have on here so that each episode is different and we're talking about different things and different experiences and people will be learning different things from each person. So if and when I do have someone on, I definitely don't have someone too similar, you know, too similar of a business on again anytime soon because I just want to be, you know, talking about and sharing about all different kinds of things. All that to say, when I have like 10 submissions from business coaches, you'd be surprised to see how many of them give me no reason to invite them on the show over like the other three coaches who also filled out their info the past week. Honestly, that's probably why I haven't had one on yet. None of them have like grabbed my attention. If you're in a field like that, where it's a bit saturated, or especially like, you know, you think for a certain podcast, there might be a lot of people in like a similar field as you pitching it. Don't do, you know, one word answers or one sentence answers that don't give any indication of who you are as a person or what your unique perspective is. If it's a bit saturated, you really need to stand out. So share what it is that you'd bring to the show. You know what I mean? I, and I don't mean this at all as a deterrent for pitching yourself either. My whole philosophy, as if you've heard any episodes of the show, is that you have a unique perspective. And there are people out there who need to hear your take on things and who would get results working with you when they may not working with someone else who offers the same things in air quotes. Because they just click with you more the way you do things or the way that makes sense for them. I mean, there are all kinds of reasons. And I think, you know, anyone even in the most saturated market still can and will get media coverage if they pitch themselves well. So I want to make sure you take away the right message from what I'm saying right now. I do not want to discourage you from pitching yourself because you think there'll be 10 other people pitching something similar. At the same time, I want you to think about what and how you're pitching for your story and make sure you're differentiating yourself and getting your personality and unique views across in the pitch. I think there is room for all 10 business coaches. You know what I mean? But you need to be showing why you're going to be sharing something interesting and different from the other ones. And that's what you want to get across in the pitch. And if everybody did that, then I think, you know, the show might accept all 10 because they know you're going to be showing and sharing really interesting, different, unique views and information. And that's totally fine. That's what people want. We just, you know, nobody wants to have two people on who are going to be sharing the same thing. And if there's just nothing in the pitch that shows what's, you know, what the interesting thing is that you're going to be sharing, there's just no reason to even invite you on. If there is an actual form, easy peasy, fill that out. But again, keeping in mind how to differentiate yourself, how to keep it interesting, how to get your unique personality across. If there's not, and you have to do an email submission, write an email that outlines who you are, what you could share with their audience. Again, make sure you're sharing what makes it interesting, unique, and helpful to their audience too. It's not just about you. It's not just about 
what makes you unique or what makes you interesting or different. It's about what will their audience get out of it and walk away with that will help them in their day or week or life because they want people want to be sharing interesting and informative content on their podcast. So they want you to be sharing something that people's audiences are going to like. So you have to differentiate yourself and get your personality across, but also, and this goes for anyone, whether it's, you know, a form or an email or whatever it is, or whether you have the most unique business in the world and there's not going to be anyone else pitching anything similar, what will their audience get out of what you're going to share? And also be sure to share something about why you like the show and why you'd be great to be on the show too. People want to know that you actually listen to their show and that you know what they're all about and that you actually pitch yourself to the show because you like it. And and honestly, I mean, you just heard me say, do your research and find shows. So I'm not saying you really only can pitch to shows that you actually listen to and are already like, you know, have been involved with by, you know, subscribing for a while or whatever. But I mean, I think it's good to make it seem like maybe you have, <laughs> even if it's not the case. And I, I mean, I think it should be the case. I think those ones that you put on your list, you know, maybe you make your list today and you listen to as many episodes as you can before you make the pitch. So it's not like you're lying. It's not like you're making it seem like you're interested in it and you know, know what's going on with the show when you don't, it's like you, you are listening to the episodes. You are going to know what you're talking about before you make the pitch. So yeah, just bring some of that into the pitch. Let them know that you actually have heard some episodes and also share if you have been on podcasts before or whatever other relevant experience you have with teaching or speaking or things like that, share links to stuff you have too. Like if you have other information that would be relevant or things that you, or they could share with with your, their audience on the show so they can see what you're like and they can tell that, you know, you can string two sentences together and have an interesting conversation and that you'll be fun to talk to, you know, and, and that you have interesting stuff to share. So those are all kind of things you want to get into that pitch email. So after you've done those three steps, really all there is to it, Send the email, um, but also interact in other ways. You know, don't just send the email and then just that's that. Everyone likes for you to interact on their social media. You know, make it that they'll recognize your name or your business name when they see that email. Comment on their posts on Instagram. Don't just like, you know, nobody notices who likes a post. But if you comment, you're going to stand out. Let them see you around and see that you're an actual member of their community and an engaged follower, not just someone who just came across randomly when you were searching for opportunities for yourself, you know, and it's also, it provides an opportunity for them to check you out more by seeing what kind of things you share. You know, if you comment on their stuff, they might click over to your page and see what kind of things you share, what kind Mm -hmm. of, what your page looks like, what the type of stuff that you're teaching and talking about on there is. And then they're going to learn more about you and Again, if they have or haven't seen your pitch yet, they're going to kind of have something to connect it to. Yeah. And this interaction is also why I think it can be really good to start with just a few at first, especially if you're just getting started. So you can truly like authentically become a part of their community and interact and such and not just have like a list of 20 podcasts to pitch and send them all out in one day and then not even remember which ones, you know, which one was which when they get back to you, you will actually like really be a part of their community. You're actually a follower. You're actually interacting with their stuff. You're actually, you know, commenting on stuff and listening to their episodes. And it's not just for podcasts. Anytime you're pitching yourself for anything, I'd rather you pitch three opportunities well and get one or two responses than pitch 20 quickly and 
still only get one or two responses because they weren't as well done. I know you want to be efficient with your time and smart with your outreach. So it's better to do a few really good ones and actually make sure you're a perfect fit. Make sure that you're going to be memorable and stand out in a way that's going to make them want to actually get in touch with you rather than just shooting off a bunch of random pitches. And again, you're not going to necessarily get any better results that way because it's really not a numbers game with pitching. It's totally a a quality over quantity type of situation. Okay. So it's obviously not rocket science. You probably could have figured out how to do this on your own. And maybe you have done it before once or twice, but I think the main takeaway from today is the challenge to actually do it this week. It's one thing to know how to do something and another to actually do it. So let's put it on our to-do list for this week and actually make it happen. Let's pitch one to three podcasts this week to start getting yourself out there. And yes, this one counts, by the way, if you need an easy win to say you've made a pitch, we are currently accepting guests for upcoming episodes. And if you're already a listener and really are a consumer of this show, which you obviously are, if you're hearing this, then that's the best kind of guest. So you're already one step ahead of the most, but um, go out, make your pitches, contact me. If you have any questions or need help, my details are always in the show notes. And you can also comment on the Instagram post for this episode. It's always at female millennial entrepreneurs on Instagram. And we put a post for each episode. So you can let us know on that post if you did the pitches, if you have any questions, and of course, any successes that you find. And if you have, you know, pitched and gotten on a podcast, share on there which one it was or, you know, what your experience was like. So maybe it would be a good fit for someone else who's listening here. And you can be like, you know what, this was a great post that I talked to, you know, I pitched or, you know, this one had a really easy online submission form and it might be applicable for other people too, or things like that. Share, 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 because we'd all love to hear about it and share in the journey and create success with each other. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast so you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes with your favorite takeaway from this episode. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and other links are always in the show notes and we're always happy to hear from you with thoughts, ideas, or even suggestions of someone you'd love to hear me talk to on the show. You can also submit guests online at polinapr.com slash podcast. Lastly, please drop a comment on the post for this episode on the podcast Instagram at Female Millennial Entrepreneurs to let me know you listened. Tune in next time.